Hello and welcome to the second episode of Tuscan Talk Radio. Uh, my name is Ashley. And my name as always is Luna. And we're here today to talk a lot of rubbish about Star Wars. About specifically Rise of the Skywalker. Uh, we're also going to be talking a little bit about um, Ryan Johnson's film Knives Out, which I saw as well. We're also going to be looking at the undercover boss uh, SNL, the follow-up undercover which boss. Which is brilliant. Which, which is very funny. And also we'll be talking about um, the, not that we know very much really, but about the delayed um, Kenobi and our own theories behind why that may be, which are probably 100% wrong, but you know what, it's always nice to... Well, everyone else is doing it. Yeah, exactly, why not? So we might as well jump in and also We want to be on the bandwagon. (laughs) So, so let's start with the longest term. It's been about a month since we... um, since we it has been about a month actually recorded um and when we recorded last time it was just before we went to see together the midnight showing of rise of skywalker and then you know christmas and holidays and stuff happened and now it's the end of january day 257 of january and uh and also apologies um i mean I don't think I'm saying apologies because nobody's nobody's waiting with bated breath for the next no. episode yet. But uh, the first episode um, has probably only just gone up, so um, you may well be listening to these in a sandwich, which is fine. Um, I'm wondering why you're going to see the midnight showing tonight? That happens a month ago. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so we've just managed to get it up on uh, the previous episode up on um, iTunes and on. I think it's going to be on Spotify as well. It's on SoundCloud? It's on SoundCloud. It's been on SoundCloud for a few weeks, yeah. but it's also going to be on TuneIn and a few other things to, to stream. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yes, if you hear rustling or meowing or barking in the background, we have two animals in the room with us. Which um, will be referred to as Jowers. <laughs> as, we, as you can see, we've got a very... Um, a very professional setup here. So professional. Hmm. Um, right. Um, moving straight on, um, as I said, we were going to look talk about Rise of Skywalker. So, woo, right. woo, spoiler alerts! Um, if you haven't seen it, um, I mean, if you haven't by now, then it's, it's kind of a given you're going to get spoilers. Yeah. So if you if you haven't seen it by now, go to the cinema right now. Pay your money, watch it, and then restart our episode. Yeah. Simple. So, Luna. What I think. So the the positives first. Okay. Or or the overarchings and the positives maybe. Alright, let's let's go with overarching. It it is a film. Uh, <laughs> it is a Star Wars film. It is a Star Wars film about space wizards with other such random goodness. It's it's okay. Um, it's definitely not the best one in the trilogy or the new trilogy. Mm, It is better than the prequels and whoever says it isn't, you're in, who are you? Yeah. And when are you born? Yeah. Because, you know. (laughs) I'm guessing after or around the time uh, of 1999, if that's the case. Yeah, and had had never seen Star Wars (laughs) prior to that because the prequels are something special. But like, yeah, it's. I seen it. Good English. I have seen it twice. I saw it once with you, the midnight showing, yeah. and I saw it just after Christmas with my mum, who has been to see Star Wars in the cinema every time it's come out for the forty odd years. Mm-hmm. Uh, who she was very upset when the saga, the the Skywalker saga, ended because it's yeah. been a big part of her life. It's moving. Uh, has it ended though? I think the sky. I think they're gonna depends how much money they can reap out of it. I, I think we'll get episodes 10, 11, 12, maybe twenty years down the line, but it'll happen. Yeah, when people have forgotten. Yeah. But uh, good things, okay, good things. It's beautiful. Yeah, it is very pretty. Um, there is a lot going on. It does seem to go click, 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 click through scene to scene to scene at the beginning. Yeah. When you hadn't wa- when the first time we watched it, it felt really fast, like it was just jumping mm-hmm. between bit to bit mm-hmm. to bit. And then when I watched it the second time, it was less jumpy. But that's probably because I knew what was going on. Mm. But it's beautiful. There's some good scenes in it. There's a few emotional bits. There's it's some bits that are not really great. But 
we, we're focusing on the positives. We are focusing on the positives. Costume. Costumes. We did a great. He said. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Costumes and the acting generally. Yeah, the acting was actually very the good. The acting is very good, isn't it? The, the transition everyone. from Kylo to Ben and the way that Adam Driver played the character was fantastic. Mm. Um, and then, obviously, the effects artists and everything else. So, yeah. all the background stuff was great. Um, and obviously, so, by background, also, I mean you know, costume and foreground stuff, but, you know, not the main story stuff. Yeah. Things that I liked, uh, we were both saying Dio is great. Oh yeah, Dio. And we we both have said we need uh, his. Uh, no, no, thank you. Is like a total mood. It needs of, to be a little voice thing that you can just play. Or just a gif. I think it is. Of a just gif. somebody I like I haven't found a gif of it. Oh, I keep no, trying to it find needs one. Needs to be a gif of him moving away when Ray tries tries to touch him. That was that was brilliant. Actually, I like that whole bit in the. With the snake thing. Yeah. Um, That's a good scene. Yeah, and actually, weirdly, uh, spoilers if you haven't seen The Mandalorian, the force healing thing was officially shown to be a thing before Rise of the Skywalker. Because Baby Yoda does Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that was well-timed, the way they released that, and then they released Rise of Skywalker. I like that However, if you hadn't seen it, it's It's a bit like, oh, that's a new power they've just chucked in. Yeah, and of course, um, you know, we obviously haven't seen The Mandalorian because it's not released in the UK yet. Totally Mm. have not seen The um, Mandalorian with Cara Dune. We've seen all of it. Yeah, we have. Um, (laughs) 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 Bobby Frick. Oh, Bobby Frick. Who we recently hey. found out has um, is voiced by the wonderful Shirley Henderson, also known as Moni Myrtle, Myrtle from, from Harry, Potter. Harry Potter. And she's a great actress. I mean, I've, I've seen her in a lot of things. She's also in um, Doctor I Who. I would say Babu Frick was one of the best random parts of yeah. that movie. Um, and it's a, it's a puppet as well. Yeah, puppet. Puppet's good. Puppet, which is great. We love a puppet. Um, the way that they're introduced by Zuri Bliss, played by Kerry Russell. Yeah, Zuri. Zuri's good. Yeah. Um, she's a cool Is character. Zuri, Zuri. Zuri. Oh, Zuri I, 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 I don't know. The accents, who knows. A bit wasted, though, her character. Yeah, definitely. Like, amazing, awesome-looking pistols that never get fired. Well, well, we're focusing on the positives. The, the positives, positives, yeah. positives for the minute. And we, then we can go into our... Red 5... Red five. Red five standing by. Red five standing by, which is lovely. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. And um. Yeah. Wedge. Wedge Antilles. Wedge Antilles. Grumpy Luke. Grumpy Luke. Yeah. Grumpy Luke. Yeah. That was fine. I don't think he. I sort of. Again, I'm trying to focus on the positives. I don't really feel like he na- needed to come back. I don't know but. if he did, but when I watched it the second time round, I kind of enjoyed the way yeah. he was. He was being portrayed by Mark Hamill, and and just like, what are you doing? Mark Hamill's like, great. Yeah, Mark Hamill. I was just saying. Also, we've ju- I've just finished watching um, Dark Crystal: um, Age of Resistance, and he, that Mark Hamill is brilliant. Yeah, I mean, he's just so good. He is also in. Something called Knights Fall was in Templar Knights, oh. which is on Netflix, and he plays mm. a character in season two. Mark Hamill was a fantastic actor. Who I don't great. think gets the recognition. Like he also does one of the best right. Joker's voices. Yeah, it? I mean, I think a lot of people recognise the Joker now. But uh, please excuse the meowing cat. Um, right, have we said all the things that we liked? We've both just done a Ben Solo challenge, as in the the little Han Solo shrug. That was probably the best little so good tip to anything because it's just like bum 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 it's bum. some beautiful embodying of a Han Solo-esque body language um, for Ben Solo for Ben Solo to make him look kind of more like Han which yeah we yeah it's a great moment that and actually just generally the sort of the disappearing lightsaber and the rear I mean the the practicalities of that is um Dodge, bit but, risky, yeah. but it's but it's um it's very very cool. It like the way it sort of cool. reads on the yeah. screen is very cool. They do build that up over the movie as well. Absolutely. With I mean, it's like it gets built up in strength as well. Yeah, and with the Vader mask, actually, that whole battle with the um that's two animals running around. Um, uh, the whole battle with the Vader mask that's very good oh, we that's, forgot yeah that's that, really we? pretty actually the it's way really it flicks between the planet and the ship 
And when he grabs the the necklace off her, that's yep. very I like that because they're both kind of surprised by it when mm. it happens, and that's the beginning of the whole being able to like you know, being able to give each other things. Well, and they did a bit of that in The Last oh, Jedi with the water, water and stuff. And, and that stuff was really like that. subtle. And it, it was, yeah, it's sort of been building that up, so that's interesting. Um, that's something I hadn't thought about, actually, but yeah, you're right. Yeah. Oh, it, really? It's kind of it. So, so... Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. So, should we talk about the negatives, then? Yeah, do you want to start with story or the wasted stuff? Well, I want to talk. I think I want to talk. Start with like overarching stuff. So basically, we talked about in the last episode how much we both liked, uh, contrary, you know, controversially, and contrary to a lot of fans at the moment, we both really quite liked the, the last, last Jedi. Jedi. Yeah, and I said I also said in the last episode. I remember that I really didn't like the title, and I still don't like the like the title that's a weird title it is a weird title it doesn't trip off the tongue starting from the very beginning i think the fact that the opening crawl starts with the dead speak and you think it's a little i mean i know we're in star wars but it's so hammy basically emperor palpatine Mm. is a lich and he uses science instead of magic to come back to life because the Geonosis cloning stuff has been around since episode two. Yeah, and they also didn't confirm that he was cloned. No. They they haven't really explained. And again, I don't the mind body was that it's kind of rotting as well. If you notice, yeah. his fingers and stuff are all kind of oh yeah, it's like his he's being kept alive by the machine. So maybe he didn't quite die on the Death Star. I don't know, and to a certain extent, it doesn't matter. But I think they needed to. It felt like it was very confused and like they didn't actually pick one. They were like, he's alive, yeah, whatever. But also kind of dead, but... Yeah, but like... So you can have stuff that the audience can answer, but I think you need to have in your script an intention of what you think, even if you never tell the audience... And I didn't get the idea that there was an intention. There was like, oh, yeah, he's alive. And it's like... Yeah, but it was like, I'm alive just to be killed. Yeah. And that also then messes it up because it's like, as you said earlier today, the plans keep changing continuously. Yeah, so at the end, his plan... Yeah, his like, plan kill is... Kill the girl, don't kill the girl. Kill the girl, don't kill My the girl. My plan kill was the girl. this... Let the girl kill me. What the hell yeah, do but it you was... want? And every time it's, this was my plan all along. And it's like... Was it though? It didn't seem to... Do you know what? He sounds like a bad manager who doesn't make any real decisions, lets everyone else fix it for him, and then tells her and goes, this was all my idea. Yeah. Yeah. And like, maybe that's what he is doing, but it was sort of... I don't know. Um, I found just the plot really um, frustrating and not very well written. Oh, we need the thing. And now there's that thing. And this is this thing. And suddenly we need that thing. But here's the thing we needed. It starts with a montage, which Star Wars has never done before. And that's fine. But they've got the Sith... What's it called? Wayfinder. Yeah. Which also looks exactly like a holocron, so... Which basically is a holocron. It basically is a... Maybe it is a holocron, holocron, who knows? But, like, we've never had a Sith Wayfinder before in law. No. But we're starting from there. But, again, these are all things... If individually this was the case, it would be kind of... You could kind of ignore it. But it felt like the whole thing was a bit like I mean, on second watch, the montage of Ren going and finding the bit is actually very cool. It is cool. And it's quite satisfying to watch him just mowing people down. He's on a war path trying to find the stuff. And, actually, it is very well shot. But, as you say... It's never really happened in Star Wars before, no. so it seems very off kilter. And I don't, I don't mind that. And there's plenty. Look, we didn't have flashbacks before the Last Jedi, and a lot of people said that they didn't like that. Rogue One doesn't even have an opening crawl. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, and I'm very much for breaking convention. So I don't mind that, but I just think there's a lot of stuff that is. It was really fast to the point of I'm alive. Well, also we're gonna introduce the MacGuffin that has never. We'll introduce it now at the beginning of the film. Yeah, it and was right at the beginning. It's something that we've we've never encountered in the whole of Star Wars lore, and we're not going to explain it. We're just going to say it's a MacGuffin, and it's like I know Star Wars has always had MacGuffins. Like to a certain extent, R two D two is the MacGuffin in the beginning of the New Hope. Yeah, but it was a slow build to what was where this was literally like, and you're yeah. like, yeah, you're right. They just shut the MacGuffin in to explain it away. 
because they couldn't think. I don't know. Maybe they couldn't think of a way the, to the plotting it. was. The plotting was bad. Yeah, it was. The plotting bad was bad. Plotting. Um, uh, the other thing that somebody said is that um, because they changed directors, they did it. They, they, it was the it was like the quickest time that they'd made a Star Wars movie yeah, in. Apparently it was over less than a year, just over a year. Yeah, which I think it shows. It really does show. Um, I hate to say it, I do think it shows. Um, they could have made two movies with the amount of stuff they shoehorned in. Yeah, but they also could have made a movie that fits better within the trilogy. Yep. Whatever you think of The Last Jedi, I don't think the right thing to do when you're presented with that scenario where somebody else has done a film but you intended to do something else i think it is like consequences you, yeah. you know the the game where you write yeah, different yeah, yeah. you roll with it you don't stick with the thing that you're going to do in the first place if it doesn't work, it work and yeah. retcon everything which is basically what happens there was a lot of retcon and then a lot of like there was yeah. so much pandering yeah there was oh a lot of pandering to the fanboys god so much pandering. i think that's right i think also um going back to palpatine they very much set up that Kylo Ren was going to be the fact that he murdered <laughs> Snoke. He was um, going to be the supreme leader. Yeah, and I think let him be. Like, I wanted him to see him yeah. like that. I wanted to see that chaos. But that's more difficult because he's not as easy a redeemable villain. True, because then he would have been the one in charge of everything going horrible for everyone exactly but also i think that would have pushed them to make a more interesting choice about his redemption he also could have been betrayed by some of the guys who knew about the last order um the final order oh uh, what is, is his it, is name? that what it's called the final order it's i can't believe i've forgotten his name anywho not hux no not hux um oh i forgot about that positives Hux being the spy yeah. and Hux being killed. The entire audience, when Hux was killed, when we in our viewing yeah. that we went to at midnight, all went, way! <laughs> and that is a real... Hux is a good a, bad guy. He's a great bad guy. I love the fact that he goes, ah, oh, so you're on our side. No, I'm not on your side. I, I just, just don't want him to win. That And that was really good. I really enjoyed that. And that was really... That was a real nice end to his character. But that leads on to the... Point I'm, I'm trying to make is there are enough players in there who if you had him had Ren as the supreme leader they could then have done this big portrayal arc it turns out they've been orchestrating things all along yeah and then seeing all this horrendous stuff happen then Kylo Ren goes oh crap what have I done and then they could have fit in all the other stuff and just not had Palpatine yeah they, I, could, have, they yeah, could have easily done that. And I was kind of hoping, obviously Palpatine was in the trailer and stuff like that. I was I kind of... I thought he was going to be a force ghost. Who just I, goes, yeah, that's what I was hoping. The dark side I thought he'd doesn't. be a smaller role than he was. I, I thought he'd be less key to the story. At the same time, it kind of is what it is. Um, the Knights of Ren. The Knights of Ren. We never found out about the Knights of Ren. They were such a cool idea. Well, they were some of Luke's students. I mean, in this one, it, they didn't seem to be particularly force sensitive they were supposed to be ominous like the ship they use is really ominous it's got the black plumes that come from the engines but actually they're not even an ominous bad guy they're just kind of mooks in a different costume they're crap well but also i liked the idea of Ren leading the Knights yeah, of Ren. I did. And then the also the idea of them turning on him would have been good. Yeah. But actually from the very beginning, the Knights of Ren seemed to be more the Emperor's goons than Ren's goons. Yeah. And I don't know why. Especially in episode seven, you are the master of the Knights of Ren. Yeah. And, and then in episode eight, yeah. they're just not even mentioned. And again, I don't mind that they weren't mentioned in episode eight. That's fine because it's a personal story. You know, they would off, maybe they had a mission somewhere else. Who knows? Yeah, that, I don't mind them disappearing because they're not. I just think more could have been. They looked they're so cool. Wasted. It's like Captain Phasma, wasted. Yeah, yeah that's true. The, like the weapons were cool, but why couldn't they be some form of like. Uh, like corrupted lightsabers stuff or. They weren't even ominous. They weren't even scary. No, because we didn't know who the, the they were. The three scenes they pop, they don't even really pop up. No. But when they do pop up, I don't go, oh no, it's, I just go, oh look, it's Jim They're from just, the Knights of Rem. 
Well, they're just random bad guys that just have to be defeated, and I wanted them to be more than that. Yeah, um, they were a wasted. Who else was wasted, Lena? What, Zori? Yeah, she was wasted. Zori was wasted. Zori so was, was um, what so is was her name? Thin. Oh, yeah, Kelly Marie Tran, like, she was barely on screen for a minute, and it's like, oh, I have to stay here with General Leia. Do you? I'm not sure you do. You could have gone with. Um, what was her name? The 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 woman, the the horse riding woman. Well, the actress Naomi is something. Naomi Ackle. Naomi Aki. Actually, I, yeah. d- I know this because I know somebody who knows her. Um, I can't remember what her character's name is, and she's she's very good in it, but she, they don't give her anything to do. No, they can earn quite a bit with her character. And her character was they interesting. Didn't. Do you know what? The fact that she was also a fellow... They, she's not even listed on IMDb no, as a character. she is listed, but her character's oh not no. there. How is that weird? But that kind of shows you everything that's wrong with all of this. Like, She was... I, I really like the concept of like a whole bunch of First Order stormtroopers went, no, we don't like doing... This is not what we want to do. They stole the yeah. ship. They buggered off to one of the moons of Endor. Yeah. They then scrapped the ship. And the idea that Finn has now gone, oh, I didn't know that there were others. Yeah. And that's lovely. That's a nice... That was a nice moment. That is a nice I moment. It. I like that. They both read off their numbers. Mm. There's like, oh, wow, there's others. And then wasted. Mm. And then the bit at the end, oh, you can go celebrate your family. I don't know who my family are. Well, let's go find out, kid, by Lando Carizian. Who, yeah. yay, Lando. But also, there was no need for Lando. Yeah, it was very fan servicey. So much fan service. And, um, and I'm a massive fan. Yeah, me too. But like, <laughs> it was too much fan service and not enough substance. That's mm-hmm. the thing. Um, yeah. And it wasn't a good story. It it reminds me on the whole fan service feeding trolls, whinging out stuff. Mm. It reminds me very much of Ridley Scott. So I'm a massive fan of Alien and Aliens. Mm. Uh, Prometheus was about the engineers people got all uppity because there was no aliens and no xenomorphs and then it also has no aliens or alien in the title yes and it was always about people whinged yeah all the trolls on the internet whinged and then in covenant he mucked it up by trying to pander to them by shoehorning in a type of xenomorph and then all those people who complained that there were no xenomorphs in the first one then turned around and went well, what happened to the engineers? We were intrigued over that. Don't pander to your yeah. fans. Tell the story that you want to tell. Oh, I don't think anybody was. Was Richard E. Grant? My brain was not wrong. Oh yeah, the yeah. Uh, General Payne is he called or something yeah. weird like that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <But that's> <laughs> he literally is called General Payne. <laughs> something like Captain right. Payne. It was, yeah. Um, oh, Leia's death. I okay. So it was lovely to see Princess Leia. Or General Leia, Carrie Fisher. And obviously she's not with us anymore. She's not with us, so they had to do so. Hence why I reckon on the... We can talk about the lightsaber scene in a minute, but when um, Han Solo appears in front of Ben when Leia uses some of her last energy to do the force projection, I reckon that's why they used Harrison Ford and not Carrie Fisher, because Carrie Fisher is... I think that's right. He's not with us, so... I think that's right. That was kind of quite a touching moment, but I found it a little bit annoying that they... It would have been nice if it was Leia. Yeah, but we understand why. And I think I figured out what was wrong with the lightsaber duel. Okay, it's very cool scenery. The massive waves, the down bit of the Death Star. It's great. It wasn't until I watched it on the second time round that I suddenly clock. There's no music. Every single lightsaber scene that I can think of in my head... Mm. I may be wrong, but there's always music. I think, like, the fight on the Death Star with Luke and Darth Vader, there isn't any, but then it's always cutting... No, you're no. the, the fight on the Death Star, second Death Star, there it is. You're thinking of the Cloud City um, uh, Empire Strikes Back, and there's bits where the music comes out, cuts out there. Yeah. But, but that was a really big scene. Yeah. Um, and actually, it, it doesn't matter, because we always remember, I am your father, that's such a big scene. But because there's no music in this... There's no emotion in the fight. This is mm. just like, oh, you're having a scrap near some water. Okay, cool. I did. It just. It's a shame. In fact, I'd say the best lightsaber fight of any of the new trilogy was in the Last Jedi yeah. in the throne the red room. room. Oh, it's beautiful. It's and so I've heard good. people say that's a horrible lightsaber fight. It's amazingly choreographed. I, I, I've heard. See, I've no, I've oh. not heard anyone say that because even people who hate the Last Jedi have got that scene. Though. That scene though. 
it's beautiful it's so well choreographed yeah it's I don't think you can deny that no. and I don't think we get anything nearly as spectacular I don't think I think the lightsaber fight we see is not even the I think it's not even my fourth favourite lightsaber fight the three above it being Duel of Fates yeah, in episode obviously. one uh, the the fight in the snowy forest from yeah, The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi yeah. Red Room scene being my favourite. Beautifully shot. Yeah. The colours in the last two in particular yeah. are fantastic. I think it was rushed. And I think the plotting is rushed. Yeah, everything's rushed. And also Chewie dying, Chewie not dying. Yeah, like we said, there's no, there's no stakes. That. The fact that C-3PO... His memory's wiped. And then he's given it oh, back. Oh, no, he's got it back because R2 has a backup. I don't know. That's a bit more... That's possible. Well, they mentioned something about, oh, R2's backups are notoriously bad. bad. But I a, think th- they th- should have had... hilarious because, obviously, that calls back to a new hope and yeah. only having half the message. Yeah. But I think they should have had the... Um, what's the nice way to put it? The berries to, um, to, to, to kill off Chewie. Yeah. I think they should have done. They should have done. Um, there were no stakes. No, there were Nobody of care or consequence really died. No. I think they could have killed off. Yeah. One of the, you know, of Finn, Poe, Ray. They could have killed off one of those. Yes, yeah, they didn't. They almost did with Ray, but they didn't. They I mean, brought her back. Sit, we can sit there and say that, you know, Princess Leia dying is a character's significance, but we all Carrie Fisher that. died, so that's kind of already cemented in our brains. And in the first one, Han dies. In the second one, mm-hmm. Luke dies. In the last one, Leia yeah, dies. Of course she was always going to die. I mean, it, it's still not really stakes. Yeah, it's, it's not, not like... Stakes. It was a given. No, I, I really thought they... It's kind of really upsetting when... when uh, Chewie, you think Chewie's been yeah. killed because Ray supposedly it's has killed that, him. The way she screams Chewie, yeah. Normally, I've never heard uh, in real life, I've heard when women are really emotionally upset oh, yeah. scream that way, but in movies, I've never heard no, it that way. And it's really good, so good. That she's really good, she's, she's a, a good actress, actress. yeah, she's great. Um, but yeah, you're right, the literally just went, and I remember sitting in the cinema going, No, I was like really like, I shocked, was I was like. That's no what no. And I was I like, I thought in, it would be a bigger death, but it wasn't. It was no. just a poof, Well, not know. only that, I enjoyed. First of all, I enjoyed being upset because yep. that's what you kind of you kind of want that from a Star Wars, especially film. that film. Yeah, it's supposed to be the end of that. Exactly. Mindset, yeah. That's the first thing. The second thing is part of the her sort of anguish is that she's accidentally killed him because of the, yeah, the, the lightning. lightning, and then she she does that and doesn't do it the rest of the film. Nope. And you're like. Yeah. This is important. Yeah. Like, oh, and then like two scenes later, Chewie's, you know, a prisoner. Yeah, and it's just like, have your convictions. Like, yeah. have enough. Have the cojones to kill off loved people. Yeah. Because it creates drama. Some people are gonna love it. Some people are gonna hate yeah. it. But you know what? It creates something memorable. And I think we both felt like it was a meh film. It was a meh film. Because of that? Partly that, because of that? It was because of that. Because they didn't have the conviction to actually rushed. kill anyone you cared about. It's incredibly rushed. Yeah, it's pretty, but there's nothing that stands out. No. And I think there are too many negatives. And I d- oh, oh, the other thing is, um, we were going to talk about is Kylo Ren's redemption. redemption yeah. With they, for what he's done, it's not... Oh, he's fallen in love and oh, he sacrificed himself. I, I don't be- think... Flipping do but I don't that think, hasn't happened before in a million films. Well, not only that, but I don't think that's a good enough for what he's done. No, I don't think that's a good enough redemption arc. No, it's not a good enough. If redemption you're gonna arc. give him a redemption, give him a better redemption than that. Yeah, that's a. But one of the highlights of the film, from my perspective, in that regard, is actually again, and I think I think he's the the key to the the. The Star Wars sequels, and we are—if we are calling them the Skywalker saga—then that makes sense because I think Adam Driver's Kylo Ren slash Ben Solo is like the the heart of it, and the and the bit where he becomes goes between sort of Kylo Ren and he's healed and becomes yep. Ben Solo. However annoying that was as a device, I think Adam Driver knocks that performance out of the park. He he's does. so talented. He's really good. 
And when he goes, when he fights the Knights of Ren, mm. just the, the, the little shrug. Solo, yeah, the little shrug, the Han Solo cockiness. The, 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 ben, the Ben Solo challenge. And the fact that he literally, when he's in Ben Solo mode, as it were, he really is pushing to make sure that the bad guys lose. And he's like, he doesn't care about his life. He's like, yeah. I have messed up. Yeah. I need to make this as right as possible. And yeah, I still don't think that's a good redemption arc, but it's very good acting on Adam Driver's yeah. part. Also, um, I think he does that. I think he changes the the way he looks between Ben Solo and Kylo Ren. I think it's in the jaw, but I would love to no know. No scar. Yeah, so when you post- No, it's not just that, but it's in his acting, and I think it's to do with the way he's holding his jaw and, and tilting his head, I yeah, think. Yeah, I think he's... As Ben, he is a lot... Obviously, in movies, it is a lot about facial acting. Yeah, and he does well, it's it. It's everything acting, but I think, I think that's what he's. I think that's what he's doing as an actor. Looking at an actor, I'm trying to um, to think about what it is he's doing. It's very cool what he's doing, yeah. and I think that's what he's doing. He does it very successfully. Oh, Ray's lightsaber was cool. Oh, you don't really like him. I don't. I like the switch. We both agreed we like yeah, the, the switch. switch is the, for the, little the spinny, yeah, yeah the spinny that's switch. fun. Spinny switch is fun. I just think it's. I just think the hilt. A bit more dangerous turning it on and off though. Yeah, um, I think the hilt it's, is quite ugly. It's reminiscent of the ends of her staff. Fair. I've heard somebody else say that. I just still think they could have given her a nicer lightsaber. <laughs> but you know, if you take into consideration all the light side lightsabers are silver and gold and shiny, yeah. and all the bad guys' lightsabers are black and metal and shiny, and hers is quite mute brushed grey. I still, I still think they could have given. I don't know. I'm, it's such a minor point. I was hoping she was going to have a bloody staff. A boat, a, a two like a double, lightsaber, double bladed lightsaber. You thought you didn't want her to have the um, the what do they call it? The Swiss Army knife lightsaber. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. That was very. If, if nobody's seen that online, there's um. Brilliant. After they had the like the the from the Force Vision where she's got yeah. the double thing and then it goes into the a Swiss Army somebody saber. did like a Swiss Army saber. It's very funny. But a a, a bow staff lightsaber would have been great. Mm. because as she does quite regularly throughout the film she's trying to use the saber like in the montage training montage she's Mm. trying to use her lightsaber doesn't get the hang of it throws it then uses her staff Mm. and works really well because that's what she's used to fighting with I, I don't I don't particularly like to have I'm not one of these people who tries to sort of have an idea of what I want the film to be before I see it but I have to say I was quite disappointed by it I think it's my least favourite of the last three Skywalker Star Saga trilogy. Yeah. I think it's... I like it better than Solo, I think. Yeah, I'm very 50-50. I think that's because when I didn't... The one Star Wars movie I've not seen in the cinema was Solo, and mm. I kind of regret it. Because, actually, I did enjoy it, and I don't think it would have necessarily been a. I would have felt it would have been a waste because I had no expectations for it anyway. No. And I try, as I say, I try not to have expectations. Yep. Anyway, well, if you have expectations, been, you're always disappointed. In in again referencing, we we referenced sp- yeah. space last week. We'll do it again. I've been hurt, um, <laughs> so I try not to get my hopes up by these yeah. things. But I think I liked the Je- Last Jedi so much. And again, I understand that I'm probably in the minority on that, but I wanted it to be better. And I think it's my least favourite of out of The Force Awakens, Last Jedi, Rise of Skywalker. I think Rise, Rise of Skywalker is my, my least favourite, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, episode 7, rehash of episode 4. Oh, let's have a bigger Death Star. Let's make it a planet. Episode 8 is something completely new, which, which a lot of was, people didn't like. Which actually I, we, we, we really enjoyed. We both enjoyed. really enjoyed, yeah. Um, and then episode 9 is just kind of meh. Episode 9 is... But but again, episode 9 is it's somewhat trying to be Return of the Jedi. In the fact, the throne yeah. room, they, you have a rehash of the throne room. I, I think they could have done something more interesting, but I I, that's the, not... I like the treasure hunt, but... Uh, yeah, I, it's the hunt for the MacGuffin. I just found it a little bit... I don't know, I just don't think... It's interesting how bits of the Death Star landed on a moon that wasn't the forest moon of Endor, but was another forest moon of Endor. Yeah. Even though it is orbiting the first forest moon yeah, of Endor I with don't, Ewoks. Uh, I mean, 
Look, if that was the wor- if that like, was the if that was the worst like, thing about the film, the film would be fine. I know. Well, well, hold on, hold on. We haven't even talked about the knife yet. That just so happens to have an inbuilt specific compass map thing for looking oh, at yeah. the Death Star. No, that's... Fi- and again, these are things that are really these are things that are nit- what I would call nitpicky, yeah. which is the kind of things that people complained about with the Last Jedi. But I think. Unlike with The Last Jedi, there are more fundamental issues... There are more fundamental issues. ...within The Rise of Skywalker. And so I don't want to focus on the nitpicky things. I think there are huge problems with the plot. Huge problems with and the plot. The and the pacing. Plot, and the pacing. The pacing, it's too fast. It's much too fast. I don't remember any of the music from it. And, and I came of, out... One of the things from all Star Wars I always remember, it reminds me to this day... From when I was a kid, it's the music. Yeah. And I, I don't, I can't think of any. I came out of the cinema, we were walking back, we, we came back from the cinema, or not walking back, we took the bus back, didn't yeah. we? And what I said was that I felt like it was like a whirlwind. Like I yeah. sort of couldn't get it straight in my head because it just felt like a whirlwind. And I think that's part of the problem. I think, but I think the main problem is, it's a bad plot. I'll tell you what was better than Rise of the Skywalker. The Rise of the Skywalker trailer. Well, yes. And <laughs> and trailers trailers are a whole thing these days, yeah, you know. It was really emotional and it drew me in. It got me really mm. excited. The slow tune of the original music made me really sad. I knew it was the end and then the film happens, you know. But that's marketing versus I know it is. art. I know And it, it is, is art. Whatever I think, whatever we think about the... The Rise of Skywalker, it's still a piece of art. It's a piece of pop art, but it's a piece of art. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, I do want to go on to about some of the other stuff that we've got. So, contrasting The Rise of Skywalker with Brian Johnson's Knives Out. No, I haven't seen this. Which you haven't seen, and I won't give you any spoilers, and I won't give... So, if you're waiting for spoilers, uh, I'll probably put a timestamp of when you can start listening again. Um, I mean, you can spoil it me because you know. What for Knives Out? Yeah, I, I wouldn't. Know, I don't I, know when I'm going to see it. I know, and I don't want to because I think everybody should see Knives oh. Out. And I don't think I'm not saying that Ryan Johnson should have done the Rise of Skywalker. I think somebody else should have done Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. And again, there's been this whole thing on the internet recently about the leaked script that I can't remember what his name is, but the previous oh, the um, script, which again we're not going to talk about on this because it's. I don't know. I think, first of all, it's fairly unreliable. And second of all, it didn't happen. So what's the point of kind of agonising over it? Yeah, it's just like, oh, we're just... Yeah, it doesn't matter. But it's happened. Exactly. So Knives Out. I think it works amazingly well as a companion piece to The Last Jedi. How so? So the reason why I say that is because it is about what people see and how Ah. that is perceived. It's not about that, but it's very key to the plot. It's quite a tropey, um, intentionally invoking of traditional murder mysteries uh, film. And yet, it still manages to feel really fresh and not, not what you expect at all. And at the same time, absolutely what you expect. Okay. <laughs> Um, and I don't really know how to explain that without spoiling it. And yeah, fair enough. I loved it. The acting is amazing. And one of the things where you, uh, it's got a cast that's a brilliant cast to start with anyway. And then Frank Oz turns up as a lawyer in it. As in Frank Oz, as in the voice of Yoda. Nice. The, as in most most known as a puppeteer and voice of Muppets. And I genuinely looked at him and went... Who's that? And then I googled it afterwards. Frank Oz. I was like, who casts Frank Oz as something other than a, a puppet creature yeah. in their film? I loved it. Nice. Um, but I would, yeah, I would highly recommend going. Everyone go out and see Knives Out. It's very fun, and yet very clever, and yet not so clever that it's like too complicated and silly. Yeah, exactly. Which sometimes these murder mysteries can be. It can be like, 
oh, it was this person from... It makes complete sense. Yeah, it was like a Scooby-Doo episode where they never find any clues and at the end they go, ah, well, once we found this document, when did you find that? Yeah, and that wasn't seen on screen and you go, no, it all makes 100% uh, sense. sense, And yeah, it's still very clever the way it all works together. It's very satisfying watch, actually. It's good. Um, It's like a good meal. So, the next thing that we wanted to talk about the undercover boss episode if you haven't seen the original go and watch it it's very funny the like five years later or whatever yep. it was supposed to be it's i don't think it's quite as good as the original no i don't think but it ever will be no because yeah because it's more of a surprise but um good on adam driver for being oh, he's a good sport he's a good sport and he's a good actor and he's funny yeah and he's very dry and it really works and it's very, very funny. Fourth printer is killed today. That and um, I made four friends. I only killed one of them. <laughs> I'd say it was pretty good for me. <laughs> Undercover boss we'd recommend. This afternoon I introduced L- Luna to the Clone Wars. Or Clone Wars. It's not called The Clone Wars. It's Clone Wars. The um, the, the animated series, series. I can't believe I've never seen it. I've seen the artwork. And I always wonder where it's from. and But I never really got around to looking for it which it's really cool yeah and it's uh, as i said i was i was talking about it with somebody else this week and you know it's properly hand-drawn animation and where i do think things like pixar have a place when it comes to yeah um computer animation i just think that i don't like the animation in the clone wars i don't either and and the same with rebels i think rebels is better but i it's I think still CG. It's still CG. And it's weird. It's just yeah. I, I mean, agree with you. I mean, yeah, you know, well done and props to the people who take the time to do that stuff. I think that's that's fantastic. But I but think it's to do with money. I mean, animating something by hand, hand drawing stuff, is very expensive, and it's a lot cheaper to CGI animate. It's now yeah, because you can just they make a model and then they yeah. can just use the model to do X Y Z. Exactly, and I think the Clone War it's called clone wars yeah um that cartoon if you haven't seen it it's just so beautifully animated the one thing that i would criticize it about is that oh, we were talking about this day c3po looks really weird in it it's because his pupils move and then the eyes are really big and his 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 pupils move and his mouth doesn't yeah and like i know he's a droid but that means his mouth shouldn't move and his pupils shouldn't move. His pupils never move. And I know the characterization that Anthony Daniels puts in that character is very particular, but then if they couldn't animate it, they just should have found a reason for him not to be yeah. in those episodes. Yeah. <laughs> um, quite quite happily. Unfortunately. Not in those episodes. But anyway. Oh, they totally nail Anakin Skywalker being a whiny little child, though. I think they make him even more whiny, and I love it. I don't I'm know. Here I, re- I recently rewatched, oh, well, really? before the, the last episode yeah, we filmed, no, I rewatched them, and do you know what? Pretty spot on. Mm. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and so is Kylo Ren, and that's one of the things people were like, oh, he's really whiny. But I mean, I think it's spot on. And actually, if you look back at the original Star Wars with a critical eye. Luke's always been a whiny teenager. Exactly. I mean, he's all. We we have a grand history of of whiny kids in Star Wars. Yeah, and and Mary Sue's in Star Wars. And Mary Sue's, as we covered last week. I mean, I don't think we're going to rehash that this week, but um, go back and listen to what we have to say about Luke Skywalker, the the Gary Stew, as they call them. Yeah. So that's that. And then finally, a lot of people have been speculating why this has happened, but Kenobi. Kenobi. Yeah, it's been pushed back. It's gonna. It's supposed to be a series. It's supposed to be a series. It's got you and McGregor in it. Because they're gonna do a movie, but then after Solo, Solo failed, they turned it into a well, series. Supposedly, it, 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 kind of, it didn't pull in as much money as they wanted. No, but supposedly after Solo didn't do well enough. Yeah, they decided to make it a series. Um, we theorised that maybe it was because The Mandalorian did so well and they've kind of rushed to try they and do a second series forward, with that. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I reckon it's possible that they've pushed production up on it because it has done so well. It is, pro- I think, officially one of the most pirated things. Really? Well, that's also, ever. in fairness, that's also because of the weird release that they yeah, did. Yeah, why would you put 
Disney Plus on individual country release rather than a worldwide uh, release? Well, it, it's ill-advised. The reason why they didn't release it in the UK when they did is because um, Sky still have the rights to all the Disney uh, content until until March. Mm. Um because sense. because Sky in this country, Sky, which is part of the um, the, the the Rupert Murdoch yeah. Fox Empire, part of which Disney owns anyway. They don't own Sky, but um, so Sky still owned the rights for Hence, yeah until March. a lot of Disney stuff, which is why they couldn't release it in this country. But I still don't understand why they didn't hold fire on it in the US as well. Maybe it was just because it's because we're in the streaming wars at the moment. We are in the streaming wars. People are trying to get stuff out. It's my favourite meme, which was when Netflix first come out, I won't need you anymore, put down pirate hat, because you could get everything on one thing. And now there's like a million streaming services that all cost like £10 plus a month. And who's got that kind of money? No one does. If you were to apply to, I think there's like 10 I'd what the def- different streaming there's streaming more but well I there's who and less popular here but hulu in the u.s you've got hulu netflix netflix amazon. i don't think you can get hulu here can you no amazon um disney um now tv HB- hbo now tv's only in the uk and but i think europe hbo which again isn't in the uk i swear there's some more that i don't really there know are of, but there's probably like 10 that's like a hundred quid a month if it's all a tenner each. That's yeah. like over a grand a year. Yeah. No, I'd rather just get the shows on one. And when people complain about the TV licence, mentioning no names, Luna, um, <laughs> the TV licence is like 150 per year. Yeah, it's actually... By contrast, it's a bargain. It's about the same. It's about the same. It's about the same, it's but I don't, the same. I don't watch BBC. Well, and it's and not that's just what it's for. It's well, no money from the TV license also goes to Channel Four, and it, some of it goes to ITV as well, Don't even though it. they advertise. I mean, I'm not I'm not saying you have to, yeah. But what I'm saying is, it's funny how people complain about the license fee, and but then now pay for Netflix. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting. It is interesting. Yeah, um, and I think that's more to do with the perception of quote unquote free TV. Yeah, but it's also to do with the, um, you know, the advertising industry isn't as lucrative as it used to be. Uh, there's not as much money in those sort of industries, and in advertising as there used to be. But yeah, I going back I, to Obi Wan Kenobi. I personally feel that it's potentially due to the Mandalorian doing so well, so they may have pushed up production, or because Rise of Skywalker didn't do so great maybe they've decided to polish it off some more because maybe they're worried about stuff going wrong i i think that's unlikely i think i think that i think people <laughs> it's funny isn't it because when start when a star wars film isn't great people are like oh it did really badly yeah. and then when a film like you know i don't know one of the terminator sequels or the, Which one? <laughs> well, quite. I mean, as in the ones past Terminator 2, mm-hmm. but like the ones that aren't really Terminator yeah. anymore. Or, um, or Alien. Or the Alien sequels, or oh. any of the Transformers oh, films. God. When they're bad, people go, well, they're not doing any more because it... So I don't think it works like that. No. I think in reality it doesn't work like that. Um, I saw something that apparently... Kathleen Kennedy wasn't a big fan of the script for oh, Kenobi. Okay. And I know a lot of people have a lot of heat for her. Yeah. I'm not sure it's necessarily justified. Um, I mean, I think Star Wars is a committee-driven narrative. It's unlike, you know, way back when, when George Lucas had ownership of it, although even then yeah. he didn't have as much ownership as he purported to have. But... But I, but at the same time, if she looked at a script and went, I don't think this is working, she would have every right to go, we're pushing this back. I, I want to see a spin-off of Cara Dune. Yeah. Even if it was just like one episode of her past as a rebel shock trooper. I'd really like to see her as a rebel shock trooper. Yeah. Or like, it'd be really fun to do something like, uh, at some point, looking at those sort of people within the Red Bull Alliance. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, because they're always they're there, but you never really know much about them. Yeah, maybe set like between Star Wars and Empire. Yeah. While um, what's it called? Crystal of is it Crystal of Mind's Eye, which isn't mm. canon anymore, is it? Yeah, no, it's not. Um, at the, and then you can pretend that Crystal of Mind Crystal of Mind's Eye Mind's Eye isn't isn't very good, but it's a bit silly, really. But but have like something about her platoon yeah going on then but anyway yeah um kenobi's pushback it's a shame i think one of the things i'm looking forward to with kenobi the most ewan mcgregor well ewan mcgregor but also being given a script that isn't terrible and ideally a director that wants to be there yeah yeah Yeah, you know, a competent script and a competent director. <laughs> Ewan McGregor is a very talented individual, and he's great in the prequels. Yeah, but with what he has, which is not great. I, I think he. Well, we spoke about it last time. He is probably the best thing about the prequels. Yeah, one of them. Him and um, well, Natalie Portman doesn't have anything to do. I mean, at least Obi Wan can. No, has you could literally replace her with a lamp. We were talking about that she today. She is a sexy lamp. Natalie Portman, sexy lump, and she's a great actress. She's a great actress. But it was totally I'm wasted. So looking forward to seeing her in Thor. Yeah, as Thor, I should say. Um, Natalie Portman in Thor as well. Um, up until now, the first one she's been given something to do, and then the subsequent ones she's also been a sexy lamp. Yeah. Stop making Natalie Portman, Portman a sexy, sexy lamp. lamp. Give her something to do. She's a good actress. If you don't know what we mean by the phrase sexy lamp, it's the idea that you can replace the, the sexy woman with a lamp. With a sexy it, lamp. With a sexy lamp. Or even just yeah, a lamp. But no, they've got to be, they've got to be something for the hero to be attracted okay, to. Okay, yeah, okay. A sexy lamp. And it won't make any iota of difference to the plot. Because it's about how the woman doesn't have any agency over the plot yeah. and therefore she's sort of... Uh, a, you know she she doesn't have any sort of power in the world and you know it's it's a bit dull um, yeah the sexy lamp is indicative of the lack of agency that women often particularly romantic interests will have within the storyline to, to make things happen yeah. and typically they have none and therefore can be replaced with a sexy a lamp. sexy lamp yeah yeah and on that note on that note, I think we've um, we've come to a natural end of our um, episode. I'm sure we'll have more to talk about for the next episode. And we will see you next time. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, as always, I'm Luna. I'm Ashley. And, and we are Tuscan Talk, Talk Radio. Radio.